And a quiet town in Texas was a city named Tombaugh. It was home to about 12,000 people intertwined within the suburban community. There lived 29-year-old Elizabeth Barraza. Just about 30 miles from the city center of Houston, she lived along 8600 Cedars Walk Drive in a known neighborhood called Princeton Place. Elizabeth was married. She wed Sergio Barraza on February 1, 2014 and grew together to share the purchase of a 2600 square foot home a couple of years after marrying in 2016. Many friends and co-workers reported that the two frequently spoke highly of one another. In fact, they were headed towards their fifth wedding anniversary. The couple did not have children, but they did share a dog, posting many photos of the pup for the internet to see. One interesting aspect of their marriage was their common interest in Star Wars and Harry Potter. They weren't typical passive fans who showed up to watch the new movies. Instead, they were avid fans who attended Comic-Con events where they dressed themselves up as their favorite characters. They were such big Star Wars fans that they became members of the 501st, which was a club that had a purpose of doing good deeds while dressing up as a character. For example, the members would visit hospitals to visit sick children and attend charity events. Elizabeth was member TB93474 and eventually became the group's event coordinator. Because of her work in this, Elizabeth found herself eventually working alongside the Make-A-Wish Foundation to help more wishes come true. January 25th, 2019. It was a Friday, and about 48 hours before leaving for a trip to celebrate their anniversary, a vehicle circles the neighborhood, and just minutes after Sergio leaves at home at 6.48 a.m. for work, the strange vehicle pulls up and parks across the street from their house. The couple was planning to celebrate their anniversary at Universal Studios in Florida, hoping to visit the Harry Potter attraction. So she spent that previous morning setting up a garage sale in her front yard to use the funds for the trip. Elizabeth held garage sales every year that she lived in that home, but this time, she did not advertise the sale. She did not post flyers, nor did she post anything online. She also called out from work that day, and only a few people actually knew about her plans that Friday. So who could this stranger be? Four minutes after Sergio leaves, the stranger parks and exits the car leaving the engine running. The stranger crosses the street and walks swiftly towards Elizabeth, who is standing atop her driveway. Meanwhile, Elizabeth paused and watched it all happen. As soon as the individual got to her driveway, they pulled out a handgun from the inside of their jacket as Elizabeth stepped back. Elizabeth then says good morning to the stranger before the gun was fired. After the gunshots, a neighbor nearby named Candy Ellis called the police and said, three gunshots, rapid fire, then wait for another second or two, and then another gunshot. Elizabeth was found lying in the driveway of her home by the authorities. She was shot four times, three in the chest and one in the head. It was clear that this was an angry kill. She was taken to the Memorial Hermann Hospital, 
which was the same exact hospital that she frequented when she volunteered with the 501st Legion Group. Just hours after arriving at the hospital, Elizabeth passes. The investigation began, and the Harris County Sheriff's Department closed off the area and gathered evidence for hours after the shooting. They also immediately questioned Elizabeth's husband, Sergio, as well as all the people that were close to the couple. The police had theories that this killer might have been someone that either Elizabeth or her husband knew due to the circumstances. Lieutenant Jeff Stauber stated, Our victim was laying in the driveway with multiple gun wounds. It looks very deliberate to me. The homicide detective assigned to the case, Michael Ritchie, followed with a statement saying, It was very quick. It was very calculated. Very cold-blooded. And how it was done. I do believe that more than one person was involved in this. And I do believe that there are some people out there that maybe have a suspicion that somebody they know might have been involved in this. Unfortunately, the police had a very difficult time finding a potential motive because everyone who was interviewed described the couple as a wonderful and normal couple that would not cause any problems and care deeply about others. Meanwhile, back at the crime scene, no shell casings were found, leading investigators to believe that the weapon might have been a revolver. The perpetrator also left no DNA, no hair fibers, and nothing that can help identify them. Even though there wasn't much forensic evidence to go off of, the police looked around the neighborhood and found that there were plenty of surveillance cameras that were able to establish a timeline. This is when it was discovered that the perpetrator was driving all over the neighborhood before and after the shooting. The vehicle was also a dark older model Nissan Frontier Pro 4X, around 2013 or newer. They also found that this particular vehicle was on camera footage just the night prior. After the authorities reviewed the footage multiple times, they were able to compile a description of the suspect. They think that the killer is a woman based on her relative size compared to Elizabeth, as well as the feminine way of walking. Just days after the murder, the Houston Crime Stoppers announced a $20,000 reward for any information that could lead to the arrest of the killer. The cash rewards were compiled by her acquaintances, including those from the 501st Legion. When reviewing the CCTV footage, many argued that the individual that shot Elizabeth might have been a man. They were initially feminine at first, but when running away from the scene, their actions suddenly turned masculine. The person also happened to park in an area that was the perfect spot to park to not be clearly seen by the cameras. He or she parked far enough for the neighborhood cameras to barely catch a glimpse of the incident, but not close enough to where the doorbell cameras couldn't catch the act. It's as if this person was quite experienced in what they were doing. Months and months after the tragic death of Elizabeth, the authorities searched for any vehicle that matched the description of the perpetrator's truck. They also pulled the neighboring cameras in hopes of finding footage of the perpetrator leaving the scene. Then, in August 2019, six months after the murder, it was reported that the investigators were waiting on the results of a particular warrant. The Harris County Homicide Detective Michael Ritchie stated, I feel that the result of the warrant will be critical in the investigation and most likely will expose a suspect and who's responsible for this. The investigator also shared one more detail about the case. The shooter also apparently circled back around to the scene after fleeing. 
According to many, this was probably to make sure Elizabeth was dead. There is a theory that hitmen usually circle around to take a picture of the body. Elizabeth's dad also believes that there is something more to this story, as he states, Them circling back and driving back by the house, literally a few moments later, is proof that there's something bigger at work here. Detective Michael Ritchie added, I feel that they contacted somebody and said, Hey, the job's done. And then that person said, Are you sure? And they turned around and drove by the scene one more time. Regardless, as this murder is analyzed over and over again on the internet, there is one thing that everyone can agree to, that this murder seemed very personal and is very likely that the suspect is someone the couple knew. This is due to the fact that the shooter knew exactly when Sergio was leaving. They knew that Elizabeth had stayed home from work when typically, she would have already been on the road. And they knew that she would be an easy target as she was at the front of her home preparing for a garage sale that she did not advertise at all. The aggressiveness of shooting her three times in the chest and once in the head seems incredibly intimate and personal to me. Many theorized that the person might have been having an affair with either Elizabeth or Sergio, but the detectives thoroughly investigated their digital lives and phone records and were not able to find anything damning. There is also another theory that this was a professional attack by hitmen. Due to the level of sophistication of not leaving a shell casing, parking exactly where it would be difficult for multiple cameras to identify them, and knowing the exact time and place the couple would be. Then, the final word, good morning, that Elizabeth said before being shot, also points to a clue that she may not have known the stranger who approached her, and perhaps thought it was a customer for her garage sale. It is also theorized that a member of the 501st Legion Group carried out the attack, but no evidence states so. To this day, the case remains unsolved. In January 2020, Elizabeth's father, Bob Noel, stated, The shock and horror of it makes no sense. We know it's not random, so the family waits, and when we learn who did it, we may learn why. But the why will never make sense. Thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys know any information about this case, in the description is the phone number to contact. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next upload.